uh, She-Hulk's fourth wall breaking in the the John Byrne run was like so much more than just looking at the camera and making jokes. She was like doing meta jokes about the nature of how comics work. Right? Yeah, like she would like she would like be like, oh, we got to get there quickly. I'm just gonna jump between panels, and she would like Byrne would like literally draw her in the gutter, like walking from one place to another, so she could get there quicker. Or she'd be like chasing someone. She would literally rip the panel up, run through the ads on the next page, and then rip it again <laughs> to like jump back into panel. So it's like. You know, Deadpool does a lot of like, I know I'm in a comic, blue, blue, blue. But the She-Hulk fourth wall breaking was like, we're going to deconstruct the entire artifice of how She I'm like runs into those those hostess pie ads. Doom needs his it. apple hostess pie. Right, and we are live with another episode of the She-Hulk After Show. It's episode two. We're talking about episode two. We just watched episode two uh, that dropped at midnight Pacific time, um, and we are here at 1 a.m. Pacific time to talk about She-Hulk episode two. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and, uh, you know, we got some uh, some cool people here. We got co-host Paul Lau. Paul, what's up, man? Hey, everybody, catch us before Discovery HBO cancels us. Uh, yes, please. I hope we're not on the, this show is not on the chopping block. Um, uh, yeah. what's, what that that Batman? what's that guy's name? What's the Discovery Zaslov. guy's name? Zaslov. Zaslov. It's, it's Victor Zaslov. Because <laughs> he's killing everything. <laughs> every show, mark. every show he kills he puts a little tally on himself. Yeah. yeah next, next stockholders meeting, you're just going to see the tally marks all along his neck. That's so all. Like, what is up? Has what nobody made mean? that joke yet? No, no. You're the first one. I oh. think. <laughs> That's crazy. Every every show, every movie that he chops, it's a new <laughs> it's tally. tally. Did you hear? Okay, I no, this is... We're Cartoon getting, Network. We're, 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 we're five Sorry. seconds into the show. We're getting way off topic. Paul Lau's my co-host. <laughs> Sorry. Too, too, too hot. Too hot. Tried and true, and I want to introduce my guest uh, for today. We got Brian Long, aka Captain Comic Rex. What's up, Captain Comic? Not much. Happy to be here talking about She-Hulk. This is a character I'm a big fan of, so I'm excited to get into this conversation with you guys. Yeah. Uh, question. I just realized this, yep. and you've been on this show uh, many times. Not this show specifically, but the Keeg and Comic Talk uh, mm-hmm. a lot. Is it Captain Comic Rex, or is it? Captain Comic Rex? <laughs> Trying to figure out how to put the emphasis on the right is it, syllable. Is it, it is Comic Rex one, yes. like, go? Yeah, you know what? Captain it's Comic Captain Rex. I've always Comic said it is Captain Comic Rex. So I think Comic Rex is like one idea. Oh, right. One one Because it's statement. Comic Recommendations. Yeah. Right. And you're oh. the captain. You're the captain not, not like of comic Rex. Lizard. Yeah. Exactly. I thought you meant Rex. Like, yeah, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those clankers. Right. Yeah, like uh, King. Oh, I thought you meant King of the Lizards. Captain Comic. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh anyway, uh, uh okay. for anyone that's, out that's there bad. watching the live stream, which includes for the love of comics 55. Uh, we got Michael Mead out there in the com in the comments up, saying Mike? the dream team yeah, here. Yeah. Michael, thank you for watching. Uh, we are live streaming to twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show and uh, youtube.com slash the Keeg. Um, it is a good time. We are live streaming to two awesome platforms, um, Twitch and YouTube. And, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio. Is that everything? Anyway, that's fine. Anyway, whatever. Uh, uh, Brian, you were saying you're a big <laughs> You're a big She-Hulk fan? Yeah, yeah. I've read a lot of the, you know, major runs of She-Hulk. I'm enjoying the current book quite a bit. I think she's an interesting character because it plays with something I love in superhero comics, which is taking the fantastical elements and putting them into our mundane reality, asking weird questions about what would it really be like to live in these superhero universes, but not from the 
dark and gritty perspective, but from the just sort of like banality of day-to-day -day life. Uh, and I think the show's doing an interesting job of capturing that so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm gonna agree with Michael Mead out there that the only issue that I have with She-Hulk is the same issue he's saying he has. The episodes are too short. This is something mm. that I brought up after episode one. I was like, I liked episode one, but I obviously know that the story is missing some things because as episodes do, like you learn more and more, right? You get more mm. and more involved with the show as episodes go. But like the first week, episode one dropped and it was so short and this is a nine episode series. Uh, I was like, why couldn't they drop like three episodes, two episodes even on that first night? And it would have well, felt a little spoiled. bit. Yeah, I think we're spoiled by the modern era of streaming a little bit, where we uh, we kind of love our, our binging, right? Where we like want everything. But I think we also have to look at this from the perspective of like, this is a, this is a half hour sitcom. You know, this is like sitting down to watch The Simpsons every week or, or another, you know, short show like or Seinfeld or something like that, where, you know, you get your 30 minute chunk and then you got to wait till next week for the next uh, shenanigans to ensue. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna judo wrestle your reasoning. <laughs> Let's uh, go. Uh, okay, so uh, it's not about binging. I'm just saying it's a nine episode season that like uh, uh, Wandavision. Did what did we figure out that they released the first two episodes? They released the first two. Yeah, kind of like that, right? That was a nine episode season, right? You know, it felt long. I would argue, <laughs> but I would argue that I think they did that with Wandavision because that first Wandavision episode is so rooted in the sitcom world. Like you don't get any hint of the real world in that episode until the last like five seconds where you see the sword hand observing what they're doing. That, that episode is pure sitcom world. And I almost feel like they did that deliberately to sort of let people know like, hey, the show's not going to be entirely right. this because the right. second episode is where you start getting some of the weirdness of the reality breaking apart um becoming explicit so i i feel like they did that to sort of maybe appease is not the right word but to sort of reassure people like the whole show's <laughs> not going to be an i love lucy pastiche right yeah paul uh <clears throat> you know that she hulk had to they did a test audience and um they actually added that intro with like an orange or like a quick origin story with uh bruce <clears throat> because audiences were confused so that's it's, why the cg is kind of a little rushed well, it's but more it than that the whole the whole first episode <clears throat> was totally different they were not going to do the origin story until episode eight right so they totally like they moved that origin to the first episode and then added, I guess, that framing device, which is yeah. why I think that that last fight with Titania is a little like weirdly edited. I think they probably <laughs> had a longer sequence that they had to chop down maybe for time or something yeah. and didn't have time to do reshoots. Um, but yeah, the origin was originally not going to be until the penultimate episode, mm -hmm. which I think is crazy. I, I'm glad they didn't do right. that because i think it's like let's just get it out of the way um because i feel like the way it was presented in this episode where she's briefly like i don't want to talk about it i'm glad we didn't have to spend weeks with people theorizing how did she hulk become she hulk is it the multiverse like no it's basically the same origin from the comics i'm glad they didn't waste our time with making us think it could have been something else and just got right to it and yeah said, all right she, she hulk let's do the lawyer stuff now yeah I, especially for um Oh gosh, what's her name? Tat Tatiana Maslany. Thank you, Tatiana. Yeah, Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> like, like her character. If they like did like a slow crawl or try to do moody stuff, like she's best when she is breaking the fourth wall, being casual, and yes. um, her interactions with each person, like in the show. I don't think we've seen someone like that. Not really. Right. It's either yeah. like combative stoic warrior or um, quippy and kind of dumb. <laughs> and this is a person that's not only reluctant, they actually have like options to pursue her career. Right. You know, right. Peter is Parker is just like a kid. <laughs> you know, same with Miss <laughs> yeah, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. We have not really seen adult characters in the MCU have to deal with the duality of being a superhero. Because for many of them, their job is being a superhero. 
you know like captain yeah. america his job is being captain america tony stark even though he has a job he's like a billionaire ceo that is the company that creates the suits like no mm. one has had to really struggle with i have a work life and i'm being expected to step up and do this superhero thing how do i balance both of those things mm. oh and you said sitcom earlier i thought it was because it was larry appleton from perfect strangers as the dad i don't know if you guys <laughs> caught that <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that actor in things before, but I don't. What'd you say? Yeah. Uh, the the act, the dad when they have the family dinner. That's Larry Appleton from Perfect Strangers. Remember Cousin Belky from? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I recognized the actor, <laughs> yeah. and I recognized him as I saw the back of his head walking towards that door. Mm. I was like, I know what face is on the other end of that head. <laughs> and then it was, and I'm like, I don't remember his name, but he's been I, in yeah. stuff as an adult. Yeah. Well, it's like Tim Roth. He kind of like dropped off the face of the earth after, I don't know, Hulk, right? He's been doing a lot of indie movies. And he, okay. When was that show Lie to Me or whatever it was? How yeah. long was that show post Incredible Hulk? Or I don't remember. I, I'm uh, sure it was. I'm sure it was. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hulk's what, 2009? Right? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, what did you guys think about Abomination in this episode? I mean, we we only really got Emil Blonsky, though. We got right. a clip at the very end from uh, Shang-Chi. So. I guess I should say, <laughs> what do you think about Emil Blonsky, then, in this episode? Uh, I think he's faking it. Let's, I have let, too. <laughs> uh, he, he mentioned seven soulmates, right? Right. I don't think it's seven girls that, that want to be with him for the rest of I don't think he means. I think he means like uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fellow inmates who have shared his uh, experiences. That he I, I think it's the Thunderbolts. I think it's that, or it's. I mean, not to get into vague spoilers, but in the trailers, there's shots where he's like with a support group of a bunch of Z-list Marvel villains. I think it uh, could be those guys. Killer Shrike, Tiger Shark. I'm trying to think of Z-list. Like uh, it's like. I, should I say it? I don't want to say it in spoilers. The Masters well, of Evil, the Wrecking Frog Crew, Frogman. Oh yeah, Frogman. He's in yes, the trailer. There's there's other ones in some of the trailers. That oh, like, is it? Uh, oh, wow. Bing, get, bing, bing. I have no idea what you're trying to do. <laughs> Anyone watching the live stream knows exactly what I'm trying to do. If you're listening to the podcast, you don't know. You don't know. All but right, I, all right, vague vague spoilers. Mute or skip ahead. Uh, the porcupine. Oh yeah. Matador and Manbull. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that have been confirmed to be appearing. Um, the guy who plays Manbull is one of the guys. Um, he's on TikTok. He has a. He is. He's on TikTok. He's um. He's black albino. And oh, so cool. he he has a TikTok all about his experience. He's a comedian <laughs> too, but he 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 has a TikTok about his experience and whatnot. And it was kind of cool when he was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that's me." That's like I'm. That was me. So you guys. Uh, do you know, know what yeah. his? Do you know what his? I'll look it up. I'll have to look it up. I forgot um, his name. I see him at the comedy store back when I was still doing stand up. So. Oh yeah. He. Yeah. He. One of his jokes is also that like when Black Lightning came out, people kept asking whether <laughs> Tobias Whale was him, and he was like, "No, that's the other guy." <laughs> yeah. 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 That's great. I'm trying to look him up, but I'm just getting results <clears> from the television series Bull. Oh yeah, no, that is not, yeah. not what I'm looking for. No, um, no. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't know if I buy Emil Blonsky's whole uh, uh, "I've changed" routine. I don't know. There's just something. Maybe I'm being too judgmental of him, but I don't know. There's just something. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I trust it. I don't know if I trust it. I, I like uh, how yeah. he broke down his like uh, lineage, where he's like Russian, British raised. <laughs> it was very like Trevor Slattery of him. <laughs> It, it, I felt like it was more like the writers being like, you're right. Emil Blonsky in the comics is Russian. Uh, uh, Tim Roth is British. How do we yeah. explain this? Like weird. Kind We're not going to try. <laughs> I do feel like I need to interject about this. That was a line in the incredible Hulk. And oh. I know this because when I was watching it in theaters, I had the same thought you had Dimitri, yeah. which was because there's like, he like when he first gets introduced and gets off the plane one of the generals is like born in russia raised in britain and i was like 
you could have just you didn't have to specify that he was born in Russia and raised in Britain. His well, name's not like Dmitry Nabokov. Like he has a normal weird name. He doesn't have to be Russian. He could just be a British guy. Well, yeah, that's also the thing. Emil Blonsky. Yeah, you could just say he's like he's British. I don't. Yeah, the it's Russian like part can be Russian evident. Thing. Evident by his name, like, but even like, even if his name is Russian, it's just he's British. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sean Bean in Goldeneye. He's like, <laughs> yes, he is a Lien's Cossack. Oh, yes, the Cossacks. Hmm. I see, Yanis. <laughs> it's like okay. Well, that's integral yeah. to the story, apparently. Yeah. <clears throat> As a double agent. Yeah. Whereas this I is kind of like, very you know, funny that that line that has been stuck in my brain because I thought it was so weird got a call back in this episode she oh the one where the guy's like oh i see a girl over there i gotta go talk to it yeah okay, what is that what's so that guy, weird that guy's a real piece of garbage what, yeah what uh what did that mean i like her, talk to well, it her, like her, an object yeah no yeah, yeah, yeah i got that but was that a reference to something else or just a bad like thing to say oh it's just bad Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if it was a reference to something else that happened. I see Pennywise over there. I'm gonna go talk to it. No, yeah, I don't no, think. Yeah. <laughs> None. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I like the actress Ginger Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. in sure. a. Uh, she was in. There was a short-lived miniseries on ABC called. It's. It was some dating thing. Some dating, multicam sitcom kind of multi-layered kind of thing i don't know anyway and then she was on wrecked and then now she's on this i like her i want to see more of her i just don't see a point to her right now you know what i was hoping is when uh, jen was looking for jobs she stopped by foggy nelson's office i thought that would pop up too i thought because that would be like the last place for that one that would be difficult but yeah but they're gonna pop up right (laughs) oh yeah we know daredevil's gonna pop up but like Foggy has to pop up. We haven't seen Foggy in a long time. What was the uh, guy's name from um, Jessica Jones? The one that like wore the suit and he kind of was like, oh, it's well, I know that the actor's name is Ika Darville, but uh, yeah. Remember, he was like uh, mind controlled to be like an addict. And yeah. then, yeah. Oh, oh her, her. And then he, um, and he was. Yeah, and, and then w- working for Horvat or Horvat? Yeah. Uh, Horvat. Horvat. Okay. No. The la- uh, the, oh, Hogarth. Trinity. Kerrigan Moss. Hogarth. 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 Yeah, yeah. Hodor. Who's Horvat then? Uh, I think you think Horvat. Yeah, I was, yeah. Molecule Man. <laughs> Wait, what? No, no. Molecule Man's uh, not. Korvac. No. You're right. You're right. No, I'm sorry. Korvac. That's a. Uh, Malcolm was her neighbor. Her name was Malcolm. Malcolm, right. I was like, Oh, maybe they're go- he like took over Hogarth. Not that people would remember her, but <laughs> oh, I would love to see Hogarth. I would love to see a, a lawyer showdown between Hogarth, Matt Murdock, and Jen Walters. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Didn't she die though? Fun. At the end or not? I, I did can't. not see the third season. Just could you know? So you're crazy. thinking about you're thinking about Sigourney Weaver's character in Defenders, right? No, 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 no. He she died, was right? uh, she was uh, she had like cancer or oh, something. Yeah. Or no, she had a tumor. Something. Yeah, that's right. And then not she tumor. Was, she had she was deb- trying to find the cure, right? Yeah, she had a debilitating, like, uh, paralyzing disease. I, I can't. Oh, remember. it was like multiple sclerosis or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I can't uh, we're doing deep digs. the The episode we're, is we're not that. Yeah. The we are all over the place here on this well, one. Um, treat everything like uh, WandaVision. Just, just, I like this show. I do like this show. I just wish it was longer. I just. That's, ladies that's fellas. what i want I think that's kind of a good thing though right like you're not in a situation where you're like oh i wish this episode would end already wanting more of something uh, is almost a good thing right yeah but bringing it back actually to what you were saying earlier is that like a sitcom is like 30 minutes yeah 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 like we we associate um uh different genres with different lengths of time right sure but like it is a sitcom but it's also not a sitcom like mm-hmm. roughly the marvel formula has been well actually i don't know what the marvel formula is but but like on tv <laughs> like a superhero show is an hour long like you don't have superhero shows that are half an hour long wandavision was half an hour okay 
Yes, but that's Disney. <laughs> but that's different. Well, well, some episodes were somewhere. In the beginning, right. it was half an hour because of the sitcom related kind of right, thing to right. it. And they then it became longer and longer. They were got to 45. They got to 45. Yeah, when the second to the last finale. Yeah, maybe maybe that those like last two, but but that was largely like majority of it was thirty minutes, thirty ish minutes, because there's I, the like ten minutes of credits on Disney Plus. Sure, uh, it was pretty packed though. You're, as far you're as right, you're right. They were all roughly thirty minutes. Um, twenty one minutes, then twenty eight, and then twenty four, twenty six, thirty two, twenty eight, twenty eight, thirty seven, forty one. So you're right, but what I mean is what I was trying to say uh, before this whole Disney plus Marvel thing, like superhero superhero shows versus like, yes, sitcoms are 30 minutes. You don't have an hour long sitcom, Mm -hmm. right? Arrested development is also 30 minutes, right? That's a sitcom. So like, like even something like arrested development, which I think they, you know, whatever, neither here nor there. Um, But superhero shows tend to be an hour long. And so this just seems a little, because this isn't purely a sitcom. This has like superior elements and whatever to it. Right. Sure, but I I think that what we're dealing with here is a show that I, I mean this is kind of the the meta joke in the show, right? Is that Jen wants this to be a lawyer show, but it's insisting on being a superhero show, right? Like yeah, yeah. first episode, she looks at the camera, she's like, "This is a lawyer show. I'm not going to be She-Hulk. I'm just going to be a lawyer." Okay, bye. And then they're like, "By the way, when you come to work, you need to be She-Hulk." So right. she's being constantly put in this position where. People are pushing her into the superhero spotlight, even though she doesn't want to or she's not ready to do that. Right. Law shows, though, are half an hour long. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, I don't know how long, like, the average episode of one. How long was Ally McBeal? Actual question. That had to be a 30 minute show on average, because that was a a sitcom, too. That was Uh, a sitcom. It's sitcom drama, but yeah. I think so. It says the episodes are approximately 45 minutes long, excluding commercials. For Ally McBeal? Yeah. Yeah. Boston oh. Public, Ellie McBeal. I watched all those shows. Yeah. I, I think, though, with comedy, you want to get in and get out, right? You don't want to overstay your welcome or drag out the joke too long. And yeah, I but this, that... this isn't, I mean, it's a comedic show, but it's not a comedic show. It still has, it still, it's not following a sitcom. It's not following a sitcom writing style. It's to, uh, sure. With to be eight, fair, what? It's pretty tongue in cheek so far. No, with yeah, Titana. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, then, plot, yeah. plot wise, like the formula for each episode is not a sitcom formula. It's a superhero formula. It's a drama formula. It links to the next episode. It's 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 not. I'm, antics, I'm curious, ABC. though, with, with what we've heard about, like all these like random weirdo Marvel characters popping up. I'm I imagine what will probably end up being the case is that the the story of Emil and Jen will kind of be the underarching like long form story and then we'll probably get cases of the week through like i would not be surprised if like frogman is a case if like you know there's like a guy who like jumps out of building it yeah i would not be surprised if daredevil is involved in a case somehow and that's one episode like i can foresee it being the sort of thing where they do like a case of the week structure which might feel a little bit more sitcom-y because i think what you're describing is correct me if i'm wrong dimitri the idea of like every sitcom episode you get introduced to like the problem at the start there's an a plot that deals with that problem there's a b plot that maybe thematically links in they both get wrapped up by the end and then move on to next week right yeah so yeah i i could foresee it being a sort of like more episode case of the week structure going forward now that she's established at glh and k or glk and h um, and now that she's there, we'll be like, okay, here's your weird case, and then dealing with Emil for the rest of the season as a subplot. Yeah. Did you see the Shuby Dubert about GLK? And then Holloway is just the extra. It's really good. good. Yeah, good yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Jim yeah. Lee, Jack Kirby, and uh, who's oh, no, 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 no. Lieber is Stan Lee's birth. Or sorry, Stan Lee, not Jim. We yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. Jim Lee earlier, <laughs> yeah. and that's why I said that. So. What, what are the so GLK G and H. For, yeah, G is for Goodman, which is Martin Goodman, the founder of Marvel Comics. Okay. L is for Lieber, which is Stanley's birth name. Mm-hmm. And K is for Kurtzberg, which is Jack Kirby's birth name. Do we do they say that in this show? That's what it is in the Dan Hulk She Hulk comic. Oh, okay. And what's this the, is H? the law firm 
Holloway's the Agent Holloway, the boss. Is the, the boss like the actual character? Oh. That we see. Because it's got a, like a slash. So it's and Holloway. Yeah. He was a, a partner added on mm-hmm. <laughs> later on, it seems. Yeah. Interesting. And okay. in the in the Dan Slot She-Hulk okay. comic, there's an episode or an issue where she meets them. And GL and K are all like in shadow, but they're clearly meant to be caricatures of Martin Goodman, Stanley, and, and Jack Kirby. When you look at them, you're like, oh, that's clearly who it is. And then Holloway's like clearly seen in yeah. the light. But yeah, that's it's meant to be an homage to the three core founding creative voices of Marvel Comics. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. Uh, both those guys are both veterans. You knew that, right? They fought in Stanley World War II. and uh, Kirby. Jack Kirby. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Stan yeah. Lee is uh, was a veteran. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. But I know Kirby. <clears throat> yeah, I think he. I think he was. Um, he was a. Da, 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 he was. He was like a repairman in the army. It was one of those things where I don't think he saw combat. Yeah. But he was like involved in like it's service. You know, yeah. The the core in some way. Yeah. Versus yes. Jack Kirby, who supposedly like killed Nazis with his bare hands. <laughs> That's why his forearm's so hairy, and he always has a cigar. So like, I can only. Thing. Thing. He is, yeah, he is. Oh, the of thing. course, yeah. <laughs> not uh, a jet pilot, but sure. <laughs> uh, Duck Dodgers out there, what's up to Matt? Uh, Duck Dodgers says it's a little weird. I've worked in law offices, and usually paralegals don't go to court with the attorneys. Weird that she would be there. Um, but also, she's her friend, so maybe it's part. Like, eh, okay, paralegals don't normally go, but like, also, let's invite my friend to the courtroom. She's there with me, you know. Yeah, I love, I love the joke where she was like, "I need to hire my own paralegal that's not a ghost." He's like, "I literally don't care who you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> that like, that's the I one mean. thing you're negotiating, and then you're like, "Oh, you would have." Oh, that I could have gotten that for free. Okay, all right, whatever. Yeah. One us? thing I, I got excited about is that, did, have you any of you read the Dan Slott She-Hulk run? No, I, have, uh, I no. can get on it. Mm, so it's, it's very pieces. good. It's very good, and, and this series definitely seems to be really inspired by that, because that's the run where Jen doing superhuman law is really brought to the forefront. Yeah. Because in previous runs, she had been a lawyer, but like, John Byrne, if you read the John Byrne run, he like kind of forgets she has a real job. She's mostly just doing superhero stuff in that run. Sure. Um, but that's the run where she's like really a lawyer for superheroes and stuff. Um, and one of the running gags they have in it is that Marvel Comics, because they exist in the Marvel Universe, can be used as legal evidence because they are real world accounts of what the superheroes did. Uh-huh. And if you look while she's walking through the office, there's a room and in that room you can see comic books in so like good. shelves on <clears> one <throat> of the walls. So I'm really hoping there's a scene in one of the episodes where she starts digging through a long box to find evidence of something that happened in uh, one of the films. I- I'm now imagining court cases like for the precedent. So it just be like um, Reed Richards versus Magneto, the like ultimate nullifier, but it's like a wooden gun <laughs> incident. <laughs> Why yeah, does my power not work over your metal gun? <laughs> That's because Magneto, it's made of wood. <laughs> Arrest this man. Are you talking about the cartoon? That cartoon yeah, the cartoon. The... Yeah. But then, like, Magneto could have just, like, not that Magneto. <laughs> that Magneto got broken just by being confused about a wooden gun. He could have yeah. undone the handcuffs. He could have thrown the police car. Nobody is so... <laughs> He's just like no. so insecure. He's like, you, you got me. me. Damn you, I'm you unfit. powerful. I'm unfit yeah. to be homo superior. So good. So... <clears throat> uh, 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 so, so with this, yeah, we, we didn't really get any punching or, or whatnot. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Um, do I want to see a more Emil Blonsky uh, abomination? Yeah. Um, I like the scale. What's the where, scale? So she stands up as She-Hulk, and then oh, when she's yeah. getting fired, she falls down because she's not the same metabolism or the same Oh, height. yeah. So that's yeah, really she was leaning fun. on the high table, and then when she gets small, she tries to do it again and, and misses yeah. completely. Yeah. yeah. I love those details. She's really good. Tatiana oh, Maslany. Yeah. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying she's. I started a, the episode like that. A comedic actress, but she's hitting all the comedic stuff the way it's supposed to be, right? 
Right, right. He's well, not... I think it's that thing where sometimes good actors can be also good at comedy because good comedy comes from truth of character more than just being funny, right? Uh, yeah. She's humorful, though. That's the thing. Whereas... Um... Humorous? Or is humorful a word? It can be, right? All right, let's make it up. Let's make it up. Let's make it up. Let's make it up. Well, Adam Driver... is a word. Yeah, Adam Driver is, like, humorless in the fact, like, deliberately, but because he delivers everything with yelling and angst, and it goes all the way on his SNL stuff. Or he does a deadpan. Yeah, deadpan. That's what I'm saying. He's not, like, an active participant. Uh, Adam Driver is someone who has great comedic timing. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see it on SNL. Tatiana Maslany wasn't on SNL, was she? I don't know. She should be. I don't think she was. She will. She's bound to be on SNL coming up. Because the new season should be starting up soon. Yeah. If you ever watched Orphan Black, she had the one clone that was like a suburban soccer mom. Mm. And the comedy that she developed with that character was like one of the highlights of that show. Because she was so like tightly wound and high strung. And it became like a comedic highlight of that series. <laughs> like yeah. she's that's one of the best characters that she played in that show. Ah. So I, I think she has a good understanding of character and comedy really comes from that yeah. understanding. Here's mm-hmm. my hot take is that you're not a good actor unless you can do comedy also. Hot take. I know I take. think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 <laughs> it, because I think comedy is just like do it like <clears throat> it's just as valid playing yeah. a comedic character as a sad character or a happy character or a whatever. Comedy is not like dance. Mm-hmm. It's not like an, it shouldn't be an extra skill. It should just right. be a part of being human, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And it's also something it's that's like so learning subjective. <laughs> it's also something that's so subjective that it makes it, I would argue, sometimes more challenging to pull off I would well. definitely say it's more challenging but also because like, not I, everything's gonna be the same the amount of funny to everybody right and I, I mean I'm not saying that somebody has to be like crazy crazy humorous mm-hmm. but like if they're given the lines that are funny let's just say right. they should be able to deliver them so they work right right and I think she's doing a really good job in particular with the um the fourth wall breaks like I think I think a lesser performer would like really ham those up yeah but i think she's done a good job of making them like subtle so that they're funny but they also help to endear us to the character yeah the quick you know one I mean? of the episode was hey look uh emil sent me a nice haiku and a very heartfelt letter i, w- I mean we fought so long ago i'm literally a different person and then she took turns to the camera ha <laughs> because it's a different actor it's eric yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh i didn't get that joke yeah yeah you have to pay attention like again she kind of like looks at she's like haha and then she goes back to talking yeah yeah, i didn't realize that was what their joke i just thought it's a little different person because hulk has a personality now and he's a different it's because it was ed norton yeah okay i didn't realize that okay good good thank you guys for for bringing that up and then Uh, speaking of that the ship sorry Oh, I just wanted to shout out one of my trivia teams um, that I talked to today about She-Hulk. Uh, shout out to the Smooth Brains out there. Ooh. They were like, because uh, because uh, amazing name. One of them was like, you know, what do you, what do you think about She-Hulk? Like, what this show is? Is it too cheesy? Is it whatever? Um, don't you think it's too cheesy? Whatever. And then I'm like, you know, I mean, it is kind of cheesy because you have this Ferris Bueller kind of element to it, right? The fourth wall kind of makes it a little bit more cheesier. But that's like a little bit of levity. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, and then they brought up Deadpool, and I was like, well, technically in the comics, She-Hulk broke the fourth wall before Deadpool. Deadpool's not the only character that breaks the fourth wall. And like that was a learning moment for them, you know. But but uh, 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 they're a great team, and uh, um, but like people don't know that, right? People are gonna compare it right. to Deadpool, who breaks the fourth wall, but like. You know, breaking the fourth wall isn't like a novel idea. Howard right. the Duck, Dupe. Um, does Impossible Man do it? Dupe only breaks the fourth wall because of the whole reality or reality show kind of stuff, right? I'm sure Impossible Man has broken the fourth wall. That's yeah. Like would do. Impossible, um, impossible, impossible but, man. And, but She-Hulk's... Oh, the green She-Hulk, one? Yeah. 
Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, She-Hulk's fourth wall breaking in the, the John Byrne run was like so much more than just looking at the camera and making jokes. She was like doing meta jokes about the nature of how comics work. Right? Yeah. Like she would like, she would like be like, oh, we got to get there quickly. I'm just going to jump between panels. And she would like, Byrne would like literally draw her in the gutter, like walking from one place to another so she could get there quicker. Or she'd be like chasing someone. She would literally rip the panel up, run through the ads on the next page and then rip it again <laughs> to like jump back into panel. So it's like, you know, Deadpool does a lot of like, I know I'm in a comic, blue, blue, blue. But the She-Hulk fourth wall breaking was like, we're going to deconstruct the entire artifice of how She I like runs into those those hostess pie ads. Dude needs his apple hostess pie. It was one of those, it's one of those, um, <clears throat> you ever like get a comic from like the 70s or 80s and there's just a list of like all the comics that a, a shop has for sale. It was oh, yeah. one of those, and they literally wrote out a bunch of fake comics and uh, blurbs for like a two-page spread. It's crazy the level of commitment they had to the bit. So good. It's like um, a Simpsons gag. Yeah, yeah. More like psych gag. I feel like uh uh because I you know I haven't brought this up, but I'm a continuity whore. Uh I love <laughs> continuity, I need it to be clean, you know. Um in my head her running through the between the panels is just an ex like it's more of an expression of idea than it is she's she's not ambush bug sure (laughs) she's not a reality warper right she has she yeah it's just a expression of her traveling is gwenpool a reality warper no gwenpool's premise is that she's from our world and she's a comic book fan and she knows all sent, the she just yeah. knows everybody, their secret identities, yeah. everything. And so she knows what to track down and where and how and whatnot. Okay. She's like a knowledge of tropes that kind of give her a, a meta awareness of yeah. She's also yeah. a ninja, like competent enough where she can <laughs> hold her own. Like I guess everybody, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, with well, swords. It, but speaking to the like idea of the show being kind of goofy, I, I think the 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 kind of de- how would I say this rebuttal I would have to that is this show has really captured the tone of what the She-Hulk comics are like. Like majority yeah. of her solo runs, with some exceptions, are largely workplace comedies. You know mm-hmm. whether that's the current Rainbow Roll War run, which is kind of like a romantic comedy a little bit, the Charles Soule run, the Dan Slott run. They're largely like comedic books. So it's one of those things where the MCU as a whole has a sort of lighter comedic tone. So it's this weird thing where like She-Hulk comes along and is literally a sitcom in by nature, but she feels less unique because there is so much comedy already in the MCU. So it's this yeah. kind of like weird double-edged sword where it's like, I'm like, oh, as someone who's a fan of She-Hulk comics, this is exactly the tone I want to see. But on the flip side of that, to a person who might not be as familiar with the comics, it seems like, oh, this seems just like what we always get, but maybe a little bit campier or leaning more into comedy. I mean, some naysayers are essentially, they don't view this stylistic choice as a choice, but rather an inevitability of the slippery slope of the MCU's comedic bits. Right, right. That That this show isn't a, that this show is a culmination of the comedic right. choices that have happened over the increasing amount of comedic choices that have happened over 15 years, right. as opposed to a deliberate choice of genre. Right, right, right. And, and, tone, and right? it's ironic because if the the tone of the MCU had been, I don't want to say darker, but maybe hadn't had as much of a comedic edge as it has had, this show would probably stand out a lot more as something that, like you were saying, feels more like a deliberate choice rather than just part of the the tonal uh continuity that we've already established right kind of uh which isn't the show's fault so i want to be clear like i don't blame the show for that the show's doing what i think it should be doing Um, uh think about the comparison of tones between the snyderverse and shazam i feel like that's probably like yeah yeah right that's course correction though right it could have been course correction or or they were just throwing sorry shazam yeah I don't think Shazam should be darker. Yeah, like even every version of of Captain Marvel has always been a sort of like more heartfelt, more all ages friendly 
tone and the Snyderverse. I, I like can't envision a, cat, a Shazam in the Snyder. I can't New, 50, can't New 52 that. Shazam was kind of a dick, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the post Flashpoint. The animated Shazam, where they did Flashpoint and like Wonder Woman kills all the kids by Lasso Truthing yeah. Billy. Is that what happens in that? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I think that it's happens so in the real dark. Flashpoint too, in the comics too. Yeah, it does. But I'm just like, wherever you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so dark. There was a good chunk of time where I wasn't buying any DC comics, and this is reminding me of why. So. I mean, I stopped. <laughs> I stopped at New Fifty Two, um, because uh, it, yeah, it was just horrible. Uh, Duck Dodgers <laughs> says, "Well, a couple of things." Duck Dodgers saying, "I don't think most of the television series have been strong comedies." That's what Duck Dodgers says. Um, I would largely agree with that. But yeah, I think a lot of them have. Marvel had good comedy, but that's also fits a little bit more into what its tone is. Yeah. The tone, right? You can have a lighter right. tone and not be a com- or a lighter tone with some comedy without being the com- the genre of comedy, right? Right, right. There are a couple what if episodes that are like straight. They, oh, that's what they were going for. The party, the Thor party. Yeah, the Thor party was right. like that's all jokes. Yeah. Um, I, if we're just going to talk about shows, uh, but the thing is like. I'm kind of glad they're focused on a plot. Like I hate to say it, but I'm starting to agree with the people's criticisms of love and thunder where it mm-hmm. just, uh, it was like swinging for the fences of uh, moves we've already seen from, you know, that style of comedy. Sure. And um, it did take uh, Jane Foster's uh, worthiness away from her because Thor's the one that, you know, bestowed it upon the hammer to protect her. Mm. Yeah. I saw somebody's, I can't remember who the TikTok user was now, but I thought they summed it up nicely, which was like, in the comics, the Mighty Thor story is Jane's story. Yeah. In the movie, it's Thor's story that Jane is also in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I, I read that and I was like, damn, yeah. And as someone who really loves the Jason Aaron run as a whole, I was like, yeah, that is that is pretty much a good way of summing up the biggest flaw in that movie. Uh, yeah, at its core. Um, yeah. But, uh, but um, so uh, talking about the the tones of the shifting tones and whatnot, um, I I think that it, to go back to this point, I do feel like She Hulk's intent is to be a comedy. You know what I mean? And you uh-huh. have you have the character Pug who's like, here's the best map for the best bathroom to poop. Like this, it's a comedic yeah, yeah. show. When you have lines like that, or like Captain America fucks. Like yes. it's a comedic show at the end of the but day. What the- accent was was he trying to do? Because for Paul. <laughs> For Pug, his name was Pug. I don't have an answer to that. He has a himbo accent. I think. Uh, yeah, I thought he was gonna have a power because when he walked in, and he's just like had that voice. I'm like, Paul, who? Who do I know that's a superhero? That's no, named he's Paul. Not Paul. His name's Pug or something. Is oh, it, yeah, his name's Pug. Yeah, he's oh. from the Dan Slot run. He's just like. Oh, guy he's just. Which a, is yeah. funny because that the actor played Prometheus in Arrow. Oh, really? The, the best Arrow villain. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't, there was a I didn't really think Prometheus. Arrow Did he was, also have contingency plans Arrow, that he stole? Arrow was going downhill, and then the Prometheus season was the best season. Huh. They like brought it out of nowhere. It was like. Did they adapt Tower of Babel to that season? <laughs> I'm Tower sorry. It's just that's all I know Tower about Babel, Prometheus. Tower of Babel is not um, Prometheus. That's not? Razal Ghul. Oh well, okay. yeah. What am I? He is in that. He is in that. Uh, that nineties JLA. Run. He is in that run. He's in the, the one with the ghost. He's in the Morrison key. part. Um. Yeah. 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 He's in the Morrison run where he he infiltrates the Justice League Watchtower. Okay. He does have a computer brain though. That helmet. Yeah. yeah the yeah, yeah. Knight's the, helmet. No, but the so Prometheus funky. in the show is a little bit different. But but um. Yeah, anyway, it's so she weird Hulk. because he was such a pro like he was the like biggest villain, I think, in Arrow. And uh now he's just pug the himbo. <laughs> the the exchange rate on DC to Marvel. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like crypt uh, not it's not like crypto. It's volatile. <laughs> Ezra Miller, maybe, maybe not. Batwoman, maybe, maybe not. Um but what what are your thoughts on the um the Sakaran ship? Like I, oh, I didn't want to say you. thank you, thank you for bringing that up because I forgot about it. Uh, I, I think I, yeah. I think I 
don't care. No, I, I think I... <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say. I, I think, uh, I think, Paul, uh, no. I, uh, well, I'm excited by it. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that we will know what's going on this season. It's to take Hulk no. off the board for whatever happens this season. And also, yeah. I think the writers are smart enough to not be like, oh, this is She-Hulk show, but we're going to make the show about uh, Scar. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what I think is happening. I think I think, I think that shit sorry. came to take Hulk to meet his son. Yeah, I think it's somehow connected to that as well. Because we yeah. had two years where he's on Sakaar. We don't know what he was up to. Yeah. He's looking so buff. That's... He got a new, like, fresh haircut. <laughs> you know? Like, who's not sleeping with the Hulk on, on Sakaar? <laughs> You know? I just yeah, it, I think that I think was, it could easily be like yeah, he was I, a beefcake. <laughs> I'm excited by it because I love the Planet Hulk story. Me too. And while I do like Thor Ragnarok, I was a little bummed because I was kind of like, oh uh, well, I guess this means we're not going to get a true Planet Hulk. And now it kind of feels like, oh, we might be getting a true Planet Hulk, just maybe a little bit different. Like I could foresee it being like. The Grandmaster getting overthrown leaves a power vacuum. The Red King takes over, and now he has to go back to help his wife and son free Sakaar. You know, like I could foresee them backdooring their way into something like that. The the stipulation that Universal will not allow is that Hulk gets a solo movie. Hulk can be right. in these shows. He can be in the Avengers. He can, you know, guest star or whatever. But he I can't do want to have his solo movie. I do want to correct you a little bit because I think there's some confusion about it. They have right of first refusal, which basically means that if they were to do a Hulk movie, Universal would get a large chunk of the profit. Okay. So Disney's kind of like, it's basically like the Sony deal with Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So Disney's kind of like, we don't want to split the money for a Hulk movie. We don't want to be put in a scenario where you could possibly like, you know, take a percentage of that profit from us. So we're just not going to do a Hulk movie. There's no expiration but, date though, right? As far as I know. So there was a rumor I read, and this is all, uh, you'll hear why in a second. I, I want to put this with the biggest grain of salt. Yeah. But the the Iron Man, Captain America characters, they were originally part of a Paramount deal, distribution right. deal. And that I believe was bought out by Disney when Disney bought Marvel. The deal someone found uh, an interview of some kind where they were like paramount and universal had similar deals and the paramount deal was for 15 years so the theory is 20 if it is a if this is an if if the universal deal is a 15-year deal it would end in 2023 mm-hmm. based on when it was initially signed okay or so yeah good i have an or they literally the movie is just called Scar Son of Hulk. I mean, and, yeah, that would be and a it's, smart way around it. It yeah, just has, yeah. it, but it it's about Scar, but you really have it's about <laughs> it's, it's Bruce a whole movie. <laughs> meeting his son, blah blah blah. We see him kick right, ass, right. but it's called Scar Son of Hulk, and that's all you need. That actually you, is brilliant. Now, yeah, that's, I, that's thank you, thank you. No, I like I genuinely like no one suggested that, and that's actually the easiest way around that. That's a brilliant because movie. you get the Hulk name in the title. Yeah, but it's not yeah. about the Hulk. It's right, about right. So he's been part of the ensemble. I think a yeah. Disney lawyer could easily be like, "I know you're saying Universal. I know you're saying that Hulk is in the title of this movie, but they're saying he's he's not. It's not the Hulk. It's the son of Hulk. It's, it's literally in the title. In, in Disney legal now. <laughs> What's that? Jen Walters is working at Disney Legal, yeah. figuring out all these Hulk loopholes for them. Yeah. Oh, the uh, guerrilla marketing that. Uh, Oh, <laughs> Jamila is doing. She's like going up and she's putting like our Titania posters on yeah. ads like and graffiti, stuff. Right? And graffiti. Yeah. So that's really cool. We need to see her again because like she just popped into the first episode. Okay. And then that's it. Like, it's heavily edited and then they like caught you up in the beginning of the episode in a news like reel. Yeah. And I, I was Which like, again uh. leans into that whole what was the first episode originally going to be? I think there's yeah. a lot of question of like what that pilot initially was versus what it became yeah are, are we missing footage of like her meeting titania 
no, I, it was what I was saying before, how it, initially the pilot was not the origin story, and they decided to go back and change that. Yeah. Because the origin was initially going to be episode eight, and then they watched it and were like, takes too long to get to the origin, let's just make it the first episode. Oh, but they probably cut episode, that's why it's out of... Yeah, I think I think there's something, there's maybe more to, like the fight scene, for example, the fight scene feels like it was a longer sequence that they chopped down a lot. It was like three, it was three bits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like it was something longer that they had to edit for time, and who knows? It was like the series uh, finale. I, oh, go on. I, I was just going to say, I'm very curious as to what Titania's backstory is going to be in the show. She's um, a social media influencer. Oh, yeah. Well, well, yeah, because her origin in the comics is like, you know, she's like a poor, for lack of a better word, like trailer park kid. Yeah. Who, you know, is like small her whole life and wants to be a superhero. And is given power by Dr. Doom. Dr. Oh, Doom. is it Dr. Doom? Who but gives, it's during Secret Wars. Who gives during Volcana Wars. her powers? Also Dr. Doom. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was he was like, hey, what's up? Uh, this Beyonder guy pulled us in. You want to get some parts? And they were like, sure. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what the uh, the backstory is going to be and how it's been changed. Yeah. Well, did Doom wear the mantle of Power Broker? Like what? <laughs> that was well, kind of what it was. Yeah. Yeah. To be really fair, funny. Doom has a right hand uh, called Victor Victorious. Is that her name? Do you do you know? So, yeah. It's his I know like you're of, it's his like bodyguard slash hopeful wife but then she sleeps with Johnny Storm and Doom curses Johnny Storm to not be able to turn off his fire um, awesome yeah That's so stupid <laughs> yeah so currently right now Johnny Storm can't turn off his fire because uh, Doom has cursed him and Reed can't figure it out um, and so Johnny has to wear like a suit on top of the fire but uh, Victorious I think she's she's almost Amazonian looking like Themyscirian Amazonian looking um and she uh uh she's latvarian um and she has powers which i assume are given to her by dr doom so it seems to me dr doom is able to give powers but he doesn't give it to just anybody right yeah. you gotta be in a very specific scenario if i guess yeah. stuck on battle world and he's like uh, i need some backup here i'm gonna give right. you some superpowers Right. But uh, right. yeah, I find Titania's story very interesting. So I'm excited to see how they do that with her in this. Yeah, I very need more of her. That's the problem yeah. right now. I'm not getting enough. No, no, we're not talking about the show anymore, are we? Anyways. I mean, <laughs> we are. No, 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 we are. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, because we're, we're, we talked about last week, like all the crushes and just like phase four <laughs> whore, since we're going to use that. A phase four, oh, being a phase four whore. Like uh, yeah, going down the list of like, ooh boy, I need to <laughs> take a cold shower and a long walk. Everybody's hot <laughs> in phase four. What yeah. is going on? <laughs> yeah, I think um, but although this, I, getting back to She-Hulk for a second, I think an interesting thing in this episode is that we're kind of getting a better picture of what Jen's sort of arc is going to be for this series, which is like she can control She-Hulk, like she has that pretty down pat. But now the problem is the push and pull between wanting a normal life and everybody wanting her to be She-Hulk to the point where now it's even infested her professional life. Like she, the fact the the fact that um, Holloway was like, "You have to be She-Hulk when you're here at work," was like, I'm like, this feels like an interesting allegory for like ways women are criticized for their appearance, especially uh, in the workplace. Like I was going to say, expected yeah. to look a certain way and act a certain way. Yeah, it, it would be like, look, you have to look presentable for work every single day. That means full face of makeup, straighten your hair. Yeah. Your hair's too curly. You got to straighten your hair. You got to wear high heels, right? Yeah. None yeah. of those frumpy suits. You got you get your suits fitted, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and they walk no, past I'm the boardroom with Brian, all the guys. anytime you're on the key, this is all for you. These, This is what we're asking of you. So... <laughs> Clean right, shaven. I'll be, I'll be, yeah, I'll be really <laughs> no, keep the uh, keep right. the beard, but I need some eyeshadow. <laughs> I'll be really glammed up when you see me on comedy. Thank you. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the the question that we don't know what Holloway asked. He just goes, "How do you feel about that?" And she's like, "Agnostic." And he's like, "Unconv or unprecedented or unconventional." <laughs> he was something like, like that. Yeah. Wait, what happened? She's talking she's to the fourth wall. Yeah. In the hallway. When he's like taking her to her office, yeah, and she's not paying attention, 
And like, that's kind of like a nice continuity thing. Cause normally if you're Zach Morris, you can just time out right. and then <laughs> time freezes. But for her, she's actually doing it in real time as things are concurrently happening. And she didn't right, pay attention. Zoning out. Yeah. So she misses a question that he asks her and she's like, uh, I'm agnostic about it. He's like, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be worried about my response for yeah. the next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to um, figure that out. This show is actually more comparable to Fleabag in yeah. the fourth wall breaking. Sure. Have you guys yeah, both yeah. watched Fleabag? Mm-hmm. I, I have not, it. but I feel like I've absorbed a lot of it through cultural osmosis. Yeah, sure. it's a lot like of, of it stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of Phoebe Waller Bridge being like I well, I don't can't even do her accent. What like what accent? <laughs> <laughs> anyway looking at like, the camera and commenting on the going yeah, on yeah yeah she like steals things like from her family just because she can <laughs> no but There's, she'll turn to the camera she'll you know yeah, yeah. retort and then the only guy who calls her on it or notices that she does it is the priest right yeah yeah it's a very but John it's similar Cusack. to what you were it's similar to what you were describing though, Paul, where it's like it's in real time. It's not mm-hmm. like yeah. she's Zach Moore's freezing time. And right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, as we close up this episode, I want to ask what do we think is going to happen? I am super jealous that the people who went to the premiere got to see the first four episodes because that seems to me <laughs> like something like that would be what I would have wanted. I would I would have loved sure. that, you know. Um, but we you know we're here now uh we watched two episodes what do we think is going to happen in the next seven wong is wong. next because yeah, we, we, we know yeah we started with oh, that Wong's next do you think next episode because emil like, how this one ended yeah i feel like he could be next week yeah that's the bridge just because we need oh, to get questions and answers gonna question yeah yeah, yeah um yeah. that underground fighting you know it'd be great is simu dropped in you know he gets called to the stand yeah <laughs> to talk about what he observed at the fight arena yeah i have no doubt that simu says hey whatever whatever show wants to have me cameo i'll cameo and marvel's like good to know but we'll figure it <laughs> like you know yeah. we, we'll, we'll figure out whether you're necessary but like i'm sure simu's jumping at the jumping at it i don't think simu's turning it down I would love just a bad uh, green screen of him where he's clearly like in a sound booth with like Boba T in front of a green screen. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, that's She-Hulk <laughs> or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, here's a question. What is the time of this episode? Because Duck Dodger says, does this take place before Shang-Chi? Um, no, I don't can't. think abomination it has, to be, it has to be after. Right. The footage, the footage. Really the the footage is saying that this footage was been revealed that he did this. So he went right. out of jail and then back into jail, right? Right, right. Not that he just escaped right now to go fight in a fight. Yeah, and come it was out. like footage leaked online or like yeah. somehow it got picked up. Yeah, so we got to figure out this yeah. timeline then. Somebody's going to have to. When does... Is, it's post-Shang-Chi at some point. Right, but is Shang-Chi post that Christmas that's at the end of No Way Home and Hawkeye. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's one know. of those things where it's kind of like, when did the movie come out? Yeah, that's about what took place. No, but it's that's in the future. The MCU is in the future right now. Yeah, and whatever. <laughs> the blip happened in the blip happened in what? 2024. <clears throat> or the, the I, unblip. I I've stopped trying to figure it out. I'm just yeah. kind of like, yeah, I get roughly when it happened. We're good. I it's five years it. after 2000. Oh, five years after 2018. So 2023. Yeah, what are, we're almost what, there. So it's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What are we going to find out in Quantum Mania? The, like, the, <laughs> the, yeah. Sorry, the, the, the pandemic is the best thing to happen to Marvel's timeline because they're like, oh shit, we get to, we can catch up for, to five years it, now. No joke, it is crazy how the blip became this like perfect metaphor, metaphor yeah. for the pandemic. Mm. Like it really is hilarious, not like hilarious, but it's just like yeah. such a, a crazy bit of happenstance that yeah. they can basically talk about COVID and the way we're all emotionally feeling about it without having to address COVID. And um, when people are like, why, or you're telling me people will go back to normal? And it's like, yeah, people yeah. went back to normal now. Well, and- kind of normal but like the kind sba of, yeah. loan in falcon and the winter soldier really hit close to home yeah um because they <laughs> actually here, mentioned though, they asked whether yeah 
They asked where the Avengers pay, right? Yeah, I was right. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say that's the callback because, like, when I was sitting there, like, people were uh, doing videos, like essays about it. We're like, yeah, Tony's, you know, enemies during Civil War. That guy, they're gonna pay him, and he's already still on the military budget. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, no, he's not gonna pay him. That's not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, though he was, he was a fugitive for for mm-hmm. at least a couple several months, and then got blipped. There's a lot of reasons his financials are not in proper yeah, order. At that yeah. But, but if Tony was smart or a good person, he would no. have been like, <laughs> no, he doesn't have to pay it right then and there. But he's like, if I die and if things are good, it's fine. It's not like they killed him. You know what I mean? Like they weren't right. villains. They were on the run and they had to get arrested or whatever in Tony's mind. You know what right. I'm saying? Well, also they were dead. They were blipped, right? So they didn't even know they'd come back. And like he died right. during yeah. the battle against Thanos. So it's like, I can't get legal here faster, you know, to sign all your workman's <laughs> comp. The lawyers like, running through the battlefield with their <laughs> like, ah, I need you to sign on the dotted lines. Even better, he calls Veronica from up above and she just shoots down like this lawyer buster. And he's just like, please ah. sign here and here and waiver and retain like fees. a lawyer robot oh like a lawyer suit I'm just, yeah i thought i'm just I imagining thought, yeah i'm imagining one of the portals opens and it's just like an army of people in suits and briefcases like, <laughs> <charging> <laughs> can, you, can you imagine in the you final scene in the final scene they needed signatures from every person <laughs> So like they swoop down they sign and they like go up it's like okay ah, ah. and then they go to hulk and he's still got his arm all wrecked so like, yeah. i'll come back to you and he goes to winter soldier and his arms on the ground he's like da, 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 da. he picks his arm up and he uses his arm well, like write, one uh, someone from the uh, is it tva time yeah. variance yeah. yeah yeah they go back to when thor cuts off Thanos's arm he's like you should have went for the head yeah but we need a uh we do need your john hancock here Mr. yeah Hancock, sir. thank you yeah right here right here right here okay sorry what your <laughs> date here <laughs> thanos has like these small glasses <laughs> fear me dread me okay yeah, i said that i am inevitable all right we're good <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, so they uh, didn't do that. So <laughs> I I forget what I was gonna say, but yes, okay. Um um thank you guys so much for 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 coming on and, and talking with of me course. and doing the She-Hulk after show with me. Um before we get going, Paul. Okay, oh what were you gotta say? One last thing. Uh, Emil's yeah. Emil's um prison. Is that the Triskelion repurposed? Because I remember a bridge. I remember when Captain America drove it, and it they were just DODC just, Division Damage Control, right? Right. Department of Damage Control. Um, or did the Hell Carriers floating over it destroy everything? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, that's all I wanted. To say. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You can find me on uh, Mr. Plow <laughs> on social media, and then Paul Lau jokes on Twitter. Okay. So Paul Paul Lau is an L A O Lau. Yes. Yeah. It's my font funky. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I mean, if somebody's listening to the podcast, they might be like Paul Lau. What is Lau? Like, you know what I mean? No, you're right. You're right. I've I've had people call me Paul Lowe, and I'm just like, yeah, no, just L O W E. Yeah, Paul Lowe writer. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, Paul, thank you so much for being co-host of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, always a pleasure. And uh, Brian, Brian Long, where can we find you? What do you got coming? Uh, up? You can find me on TikTok uh, at Captain Comic Rex. That's R-E-C-S, like recommendations. Uh, that's pretty much the best place to follow me. I'm putting out roughly every day a new video, giving recommendations, talking about fun facts about comics, things of that nature. Um, yeah, and that's it. Support your local public schools. Show up to those yeah. school board meetings. Stop these fascists from banning books. Yeah, <laughs> 300,000 uh, teachers. The Ohio strike yeah um, that thing is that's a long line um it's crazy it's crazy but yeah good for them solidarity with them good luck to them mm-hmm. um for real for real uh I, I can't wait for more episodes i want to see more episodes <laughs> uh um so same you know, that's why we're good having show. this after show we're gonna we're gonna you know talk about it all uh thank you guys so much for watching uh out there duck dodgers 
uh, Vaga, if you're watching, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, for the love of comments, if you're still here, Michael. Um, no shout out to the guy who was spamming on YouTube with yeah. literally 10 different accounts. Uh, fuck off. That's, <laughs> right. uh, you know, not only making my heart, my life tougher, but probably making his parents' life tougher. Probably making uh, the women in his life, t- uh, their lives tougher. Um, you know, just being a shithead and making everybody's life worse because he's in it. Uh, so uh, sorry, dude, out there. I, I I don't care. You know, sorry, yeah. little dude. Yeah, for everybody oh, who uh, like gave this show one star on IMDb before even seeing it. Uh, call your mom. Get a life. Touch grass. Yeah. Like I was seriously. trying to think of names Do for those anything guys. else with your time, please. Yeah, I called them four chan tellers. Like <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, interesting uh anyway thank you guys so much uh, uh for coming on the show if you're online on social media follow the keeg wherever you get your social media at the keeg show uh tiktok and instagram are the main ones we're also on facebook and twitter and all that stuff uh we stream live to twitch.tv slash the keeg show and youtube.com slash the keeg show uh our patreon is uh patreon.com slash the keeg show if you want to uh, give back to the Keeg in any way, shape, or form. Um, it helps us out, uh, and it is appreciated. You just find the tier that works for you. Uh, other than all that, uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, podcast, wherever you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Uh, we are all over the place, uh, so pick your poison. Pick your poison. Uh <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for being on this show. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the She-Hulk After Show, talking about episode two. Take care, everybody. Bye.